0: Welcome to Cinema Spectator, a show where an expert and a casual movie fan watch movies in the cinematic canon. Today's film is Her, directed by Spike Jones, starring Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson. My name is Cameron Tuttle, and I'm joined with Isaac Ransom. Isaac, how are you doing? I am good, Cameron. I'm doing
1: very well. Uh had a nice three-day weekend that I volunteered myself for, took some time off, um, celebrating the wife's birthday, but things are going well. How about you?
0: Uh, going pretty good. I've been, um, I've been on like a tour of weekends being like super busy for me. So like I had, um, a bachelor party last weekend and then this weekend Brad came up. And so we have been like just going around doing lots of stuff. Went to an Oscar party on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, Mm -hmm. that was fun. I won some money, which, you know, is always good. Uh, And I will say this year's Oscars, um, less embarrassing than usual, definitely less uh, terrible things happening, Um, you know, for sure less drama, which in some ways is good, Uh, but also kind of a disappointing year. I mean, just in general, I would say the the uh, yeah, everybody loves everything everywhere. We both talked about our criticisms a little bit on the show um i don't think it's a perfect movie but it really did sweep this year and then in a lot of the other categories um uh, all quiet got a ton of awards so i don't know i i don't really care about this sort of thing but it was kind of a meh year i would say meh winners although not to not to which was the best original song um well deserved by their performance their performance was exceptional it was really good and if you haven't seen it you should watch it first bollywood song to ever win um an oscar no that is
1: actually that's kind of significant i'd say i think there's been sort of a i feel like we're gonna see a a bollywood renaissance in our lifetime for sure oh yeah definitely um kind of close to like the korean cinema thing i feel like something like that is gonna happen i mean have you seen um rrr on netflix that's that's the
0: movie that it's from Oh okay, all right. Not to not to. Yeah.
1: Um, I I I've seen that movie actually. Uh, I oh, watched you it did. With Glenn. And oh wow. It, it was like we. I don't know why. I, I think I started watching it like because it looked really weird, but then I ended up enjoying a lot of the movie. Um, <laughs> it's pretty unhinged. It is extremely long. It is like I have no idea why. <laughs> um, but yeah, the movie is. It it has kind of that um low quality CGI um, and like action that's like all the characters are almost like weightless. It's It doesn't make quite like a lot of sense. It feels like all the effects are off, um, but the movie begins to kind of show like um, kind of like a, a very, a very like uplifting and positive sort of tale between two guys who are friends who then, become enemies and adversaries and they're competing. And I don't know, it, it, it was kind of, it, it took me back a little bit, um, how much I actually ended up enjoying that film. So, um, well, the yeah, main dance,
0: yeah, the main dance and song sequence in that movie, that's what won. Uh, okay. original song. So I don't remember it. So, well, well, you know, you should watch, you should watch the performance cause they did all the choreography and whatnot. And it was really, I'll, t- I'll <laughs> tell you what, like I, I don't
1: know. I'm sure the dance scene was great and everything, but the things I think of from that movie are definitely not the dance scene. There's like <laughs> a maybe it is the dance scene now that I think about it. They have like this weird moment where they like are swinging on ribbons like under a bridge, and it's quite memorable. So I would say that's that's one of the better parts of the movie. Um, but yeah, interesting film, way too long. It's probably one of those movies that you could put on in the background and people would end up like sitting and watching i I'd, I'd mm. say that's a good a good way um, to describe the film yeah didn't didn't watch any of the Oscar stuff and I'm not surprised about everything everywhere. I think um I think as far as like entertaining movies go i do I do think the movie is entertaining. I don't really I don't know if I would consider it all that um like deep I feel like it says a statement that's like, everyone can kind of like nod their head and be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, but there's kind of a, there's kind of like this quirky absurdist humor that I know uh, I talked about is going to be seen as like a little outdated in the future. Um, so it will be interesting to see what people think about this year in retrospective. Cause I have a feeling other movies are going to resound more than that one uh In the years to come, so yeah it's possible, but still still a great very fun movie, I would say um yeah i i i don't i didn't have any negative feelings seeing that um and I know we might disagree, but compared to a movie like Tar, which was not <laughs> as much of a hit for me, um I was like, I can understand like. Some of the, some of the fun in, in being a little bit more sim, like simplistic with that choice. Uh, I was like, I'm like, okay, you know, it's cool. Um, but to think that like some of the other movies I've seen this year, like, um, Nope or Maverick or, um, another movie that I'm very excited about, which, <laughs> uh, it feels like nobody's seen, um. Which is Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. I'm like, come on, guys, <laughs> come on. You know, there's there's some great movies this year that mm. um, people aren't talking
0: about. So, well, um, I will say, yeah, it, n- nope, not getting anything is kind of a shame. Um, there was no, it wasn't even nominated for anything, and then Maverick won for best sound, which I think it had some other th- things going for it. But uh, you yeah. know, what are you gonna do? Um, yeah, I mean. I I uh I heard you're you're talking a lot about, <laughs> about Puss in Boots. Is this is this a thing? Is this true? <laughs> so here's 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 my take on this movie, <laughs> <All> right?
1: <laughs> I've actually watched a lot of movies this last week, surprisingly. Okay. Um Puss in Boots is one of them. I went out of my way. I felt like I should I didn't even ask you, Cameron. I was like, I feel like I should take the podcast budget and buy this movie because you couldn't rent it. I was like, I need to buy it. So it's twenty bucks. I was like, "Whatever, I'm going to do it." Um, and here, here's what's difficult about this film. I saw from the art style; it's heavily inspired by some of the things they're doing with the Spider Verse. So I knew the art direction I was going to love pretty much from the get go. Um, but my fear about being as excited about this movie as I am is that people are going to go in with very high expectations. (laughs) And I don't, I don't think you need to. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the movie is just like quite fun. And when I watched it, I just couldn't help but like be smiling the entire time. Um, I watched it with Jules who really did not care to watch it. She was like, I don't care about this movie why are we watching a kid's movie? And by the end she was like, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like I, I enjoyed my time with it. So, you know, I don't think it's really all that deep. Um, One of the things that I love the most about it is it introduces like a level of like kind of fear and horror that I think makes some of the earliest Pixar stuff really resound with audiences. Um, I was thinking about kind of, how every Pixar film actually has like a really scary element up until they start kind of going downhill. Um, because I think fear is a really important part of a kid's like experience, you know, Uh, and actually to me, I think it makes it a lot more relatable, um, in, in a lot of ways when you watch toy story and there's the scary kid's house or finding Nemo and the fear of like dark waters or, you no, Monsters, Inc. is literally the monster under the bed, right? Um, so Puss in Boots has uh, like a kind of like a haunting fear of death in the movie, uh, which I think is pretty intense for kids. When I was watching, I was like, this is kind of, I, I would probably be freaked out as a kid. <laughs> as an adult, I was watching, I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, I, yeah. I actually enjoy it a lot. So um, if you get the chance to rent it, if you like animated films, highly recommend it. Definitely the best animated movie that came out this last year. Um although I have not seen Pixar's film and I did see I did see um whatever that Minions Rise of Gru. Was
0: there another was there another Illumination? I think the Illumination thing that's coming out with
1: Mario will be interesting to watch, but
0: Well the one that won was uh Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Mm, um, stupid. Like and- uh I hear it's I hear it's great, so yeah. But I bet you it's not as good as Puss in Boots. <laughs> right.
1: That's that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I don't know. I'm
0: not sure, but it's not based on the 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 Disney franchise or anything. It's um it's different, and it it's stop motion animated. So yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yes. So I watched that this week. I watched um Hunger Games four and five before it left netflix uh or, or is it three and four sorry it's three it's and four uh, i think yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. three and four um boy those movies go on for so long like it is like a long five hours of movie <laughs> it feels like um <laughs> yeah okay it's probably f- closer to four a little over four um by the end juliana was like this is such an unsatisfying ending she like i've forgotten how like how much of a letdown this, these movies kind of become by the end. Mm-hmm. And um they really kind of lose the, any sort of point of what they were trying to drive home in the first and second movie, which I think there are actually some interesting ideas about um, society and class and, you know, that, that sort of like revolutionary, energy in the first two films that the third and fourth movie, I think like they want to dive into that and it gets so boring. You just don't care at all at that point. Um, so yeah, they're, they're going to be on Netflix for a little bit longer. I still actually, I do recommend the, the, um, the first one at the very least. Uh, so you can check that out. And then I finished the last of a series. I'm have you
0: caught up on that game? Yes, I just watched it today.
1: What did you think
0: of the finale? I got to say I'm a little mixed. I'm a little mixed. Me too. Me too. Um now here's the thing. I think I think the finale, oh man, are we should we are we getting into spoilers or no? Is it mm-mm, is it mm-mm. no spoiler time? Okay. Um yeah, cuz it just came out. So for me, I I think the whole production, everything that happens, um, it's all great. I actually think the best episode is uh, the eighth episode. Um, yep. I think that's the best yeah. episode of the series. Um, really, really exceptionally well done. Um, I think what bothers me a little bit in in the um, the TV I don't think I don't think the gravity of certain things in the finale have quite the same like resonance that they do in the game. And I think a lot of the sort of like emotional beats are played off a little more dry mm. um whereas when you're playing it in the game because you're doing it there's like this sense that you can stop things almost. Right. You know, there's the right. sense there's the sense of you, re- you remember the first time you you played The Last of Us and you go up and you open that door and there's this interaction and you, you're you waiting almost for like a bubble of like, do you want to be good or do you want to be bad to come up? You know, the cliche like video right. game thing um, of making, you know, letting you choose the choice that you want the character to go down. Um, and in the game, it's it seems like because there is no choice, um, there's something much more like devastated when it actually happens and there's something very like emotionally resonant about it. Um, that I just didn't get so much from the, from the show. Um, so I think there are a lot of things that
1: they could have switched up in that final episode. The one, and we're, we're not going to get into spoilers, but there, there's a good bit of violence in the final episode. And they made a decision in the um, the editing and whatnot to suppress the sound and let it kind of have a dreamlike feel. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, they they like they pull you away from like kind of the brutality. I'm pretty surprised they made that decision, especially knowing how gruesome like HBO can be. Well, Um, and how gruesome the eighth
0: episode is.
1: Oh yeah, and I actually thought the the eighth episode did a a great job at balancing kind of those horrific elements. Um, I, I'm just like, if HBO can show, you know, the worst things you've ever seen in Game of Thrones in front of you, uh, I'm not sure why they wouldn't kind of like full send every click of a gun or every magazine loaded because like that's how it feels when you're experiencing that in the game right yeah it's like you're you're down to your last bullet every every fight and you know you're like trying to get through this moment um and instead it kind of pulls you away as an audience in the show it kind of does this oh this dreamlike sequence um where i think most viewers would want closer to like a good the bad and the ugly sort of western thing
0: that they could yeah. have done
1: where like every trigger pull has a punch more of a standoff every... yeah more yeah, of like yeah, yeah. more
0: of Joel going up against the world instead it felt a little bit cheap like he was just winning you know <laughs> like he's just unstoppable which sure. is so weird cuz like that's that's the feeling that you should feel in like the game version of things right you know and so yeah. it's it's weird that they flipped that where you you know In the game, uh, you know, when you're playing as Nathan Drake, you're just mowing down hundreds of enemies. You know, nobody can touch you. You're, you know, you're crawling behind things and and healing up and then going back out. You know, and in in the show, like that's kind of how it felt. Is like he's just he's just plowing through whoever he comes across. You know, (laughs) not really any resistance or anything, um, and. That episode was only 43 minutes, you know? Yeah, it I don't know what the rush was. It could have been, you know? been longer. Could uh, have been longer. You know, we could have had a little more a little more I fight. Actually,
1: I actually have no idea, because they, like, add this filler scene at the beginning. They even waste time to, like, reenact a moment from the game where they're like, here, I'll give you a boost. It just felt like there was a ton of things that they were wasting time with. Uh, yeah. When the, that, that moment is supposed to be sort of at least in regards to the plot, like really the 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 moment in the game that like sticks with you afterwards, right? Right. Instead, right. all you're thinking about is wow episode eight was just you know that was crazy. Whatever <laughs> I just watched, that was like okay, you know. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I agree. Very
1: strange. Very, very strange. Um so I am quite curious how season two is going to (laughs) go. I am quite worried that it's going to end there very poorly with audiences as well. Um, So we will see, but Cameron, do you recommend the first season of the last of us?
0: I do. Um, I think it's worth it. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the actual filmmaking and the, the storytelling, um, is great. They do a really good job of um investing you in these in the characters and uh the the portrayals are really good. Um I think, you know, for me it's more of just a, a little bit of a letdown than anything, which is a sad thing to say. Like I never like that's not really a critique, you know, because the emotions that I have in the game were so tied in basically to what mm. um you know to what I feel about the the show so you know there's something something that is difficult to disconnect but I think I think it's still worth it um, even just for that eighth episode which I think is just so good It's so good um, so yeah very good
1: well this is Cinema Spectator we review movies not TV shows if you enjoy the show you can support us at patreon.com slash ECFS productions throw a couple dollars away get some exclusive benefits Patreon, we posted an actual post on Patreon for you to write in questions, uh, if you are a patron. So remember, if you're at the $5 tier, you can write in questions. I feel like asking you to DM us is like, hey, you know, we're we're putting it on you. I'm going to take some responsibility. I'm going to post a thread that will go away. If you want a question read on air, if you want to, you know, of course, talk to other patrons as well. Uh, we'll be posting those weekly for a little bit. See how it goes, just to change it up because I think audience inquiries like that's it's a lot of fun. I, mean, I, I like that. people right in, and I'm talking to you, Tim. That's really who I'm talking to. I want I want your unhinged questions, Tim. So <laughs> bring them. All right. Um, and if you don't have a few dollars, it's all good. We get it. Uh, sharing the show, uh, supporting us, listening to it. Um, it. We just thank you for your time joining us here, especially when we're taking kind of an interesting. Turn on topics, Cameron. This we we're we are doing right now um, for the next few episodes. Movies from 2013 as sort of a retrospective on uh, movies that came out 10 years ago. I think this movie is a great conversation for <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah, um, and I guess I'll just kind of hand it over to you, Cameron. Give yeah, us some well, context.
0: Well, I will just say before we get into the the movie itself, um, I wanted to to mention. You know, I talked about 2013 as kind of a uh, an interesting year and one that is very, very strong in my mind. But just to hammer that point home, OK, we've already watched one, two, three, four, five movies from 2013 on the show. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we've watched Monica Mana, Prisoners, About Time, <laughs> Inside and Davis, um, Blue Ruin. And I put I put Snowpiercer on here because we've both seen uh, Snowpiercer, even though you know we haven't touched on it on the show. I but,
1: haven't. I haven't seen Blue Ruin or we watched one Blue of the other ones. I don't, don't remember Blue that Ruin. at all. Well, oh, oh my gosh, oh <laughs> I, yeah, I did not like that movie.
0: Yeah, you didn't, but no, it is great. Um, yeah, uh, you didn't. I didn't make you watch Inside Lou and Davis, but me and Juzo talked about it, um, on the show. Uh but I did yeah I just wanted to put that out there because it's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive year. Um and we haven't even gotten into like the the heaviest of heavy hitters. Um but let's talk about her. So her is written and directed by Spike Jones. Um who's kind of an interesting guy. I think I watched a documentary about him um from I think it was vice it was a vice documentary about him um it's part of a series called epically latered which like goes through skaters and stuff um kind of goes through their careers and um spike jones is uh just just a weird weird dude he started photographing uh for magazines um for skate magazines like underground ones um then he started shooting music videos, and then he kind of worked his way through um, shooting all the uh, a lot of the Jackass movies and producing them. And then uh, he was given being John Malkovich, and that was his first debut f- film in 1999. Um, and then ever since then, he's kind of sporadically made films like once every <laughs> five to ten years, which he really should make more movies, but. Uh, he ends up not and and just kind of he he does a lot of producing and, um, you know, some commercials here and there. But I think I think he's chilling, basically. Uh, but this was his last uh, feature film that he directed and his first feature film that he wrote as well. And it takes place in kind of a, a near-ish future where um, we're all very integrated with our devices and a new operating system comes out for our little Little flippy leather phones um that uh is more of a consciousness than an operating system. And it uh this story is is a love story, and when it came out, there's this sort of um weird conversation where it was basically like, oh, so the guy falls in love with his computer, that's dumb. <laughs> Which is like kind of the point of the movie in some ways. Um, but also it. It brings up a lot of questions about um, what is consciousness, um, what is, what does it mean to fall in love, um, and some of these things that we are running into today, even ten years later, where um, we have questions about AI, about uh, you know generated imagery, about the you know the artistry of of generated images. You know, we're having this conversation where. Uh, is AI art art? You know these kinds of things, and it's just really interesting to see that this film kind of has reverberated um, forward into the future to the conversation that we're having now. I think it was probably um, ahead of its time in a lot of ways uh, with thinking about some of the things that it's thinking about. So, um, with that, Isaac, I want to th- I want to know what you thought about this movie that you were destined to hate, uh, but but I made you watch anyways. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um it's
1: a confusing movie for me because <laughs> I had a moment early on where I was um actually kind of enjoying it. Um like the direction of probably the first hour of the film had me pretty um pretty like Pretty engaged, I would say. I think the performances are really good. Um, but as the movie kind of lingered on, I I just sort of felt like I didn't quite know what it was saying or what it was doing. And it felt like the world got less interesting as the movie went along. Um, I'm not sure why. It, it kind of fell flat for me towards the end of the film. I also don't really know what the movie's about. (laughs) And I know that, um, I I was actually talking to JD before this, this show and he was like, yeah, it's like right on the nose. Uh, and then when like JD explained to me what he thought the point of the movie was, I was sitting there like, yeah, but if you had never said that to me, like, I guess I'm just dumb. Like, I guess I must've just like missed that somehow. Um, So I guess we can kind of dig into the meaning afterwards, but yeah, I think overall I'm a bit, I'm a bit mixed on it because I think, I think towards the end, I was trying to understand if it was being metaphorical in some kind of way. Um, And when I was attempting to interpret a metaphor, I think I was just maybe not paying attention as much or something. Uh, or, or like enjoying it. There is something about this movie that's like really deep in, in, in some like real human feelings. Um, but it kind of lingered in that for so long that I became annoyed by that as well. Um, at first it's like, isn't it like beautiful to see like what's so beautiful about humans and how wonderful that is and stuff and how we're so awkward and quirky and weird and then it just like kind of keeps hitting on that uh and it felt it feel like i don't know like i was like sitting there and i was like this feels like old like love music like 70s like i couldn't stop thinking about the song from the beatles or it's like they're singing like all we need is love or whatever and oh when I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I'm like, this is, I don't know, like it, it kind of fell flat for me towards the end. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's the conversation about A.I. and all that stuff. I, I like some of the plot direction that they decided to go with it. Um, I. I. I st- yeah, I still don't quite know where I'm at with the movie, but I felt like what we could do is maybe try to derive, or I could try to derive some meaning from it and um, maybe talk about some of the things that I did enjoy um, to try, to try to piece together
0: my opinions around it. I know it's probably
1: not the answer you're looking for, but
0: no, well it's, well it's, um, it's interesting cause you say that it, Um, it fell flat for you like towards the end. Um, I think I don't really get what you mean by um, like all you mean, all you need is love and like that kind of stuff. I don't think it's that um, like one note at all. Actually. I think it's very um, I think the emotions go up and down and it, and it portrays all of the emotions um, very interestingly Um, and, you know, tied in with, with music in a lot of ways, but, um, you know, Theodore, he's a very, um, he seems like a very sensitive guy, I guess. Um, so in that way, that, that's a little bit one note in that he has, um, he's, he, he, you know, he's a very quiet guy. He's kind of, um, softer, but I think with, you know, when you're tracking his, um, Patterns of of you know the emotions that he's going through. Um, there is something very, um, very interesting about about looking at his, um, you know, what's what's making him sort of connect with other people, what's making him withdraw from other people, and um, you know, Samantha on the opposite side being this um, this sort of foil to him, where he's kind of Leaving the the nest, leaving a little bit of the the sort of depression, the melancholy beside, um, and coming out into the real world, and then being dragged back into that into that melancholy a bit. Um, you know, there I think there's something very interesting about that journey, um, story wise. But um, I do want to hear uh, sort of maybe your your thoughts about the meaning a little bit and, and some of the things you liked about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the movie is quite pretty in terms of its color choices. And, um, I think maybe some kind of like, like I was saying to you, um, before the show is like the movie is like really optimistic, hipster futurism sort of thing where it's like, everything is clean and pristine and everybody sort of has like that. I'm a hipster in 2013 look, Um, (laughs) but like kind of turned up in a certain way. Um, So I think the aesthetics are impressive. I liked a lot of what the score was doing to kind of cement emotion in scenes. um, I think uh, Scarlett Johansson's performance as the AI and stuff is, is um, it's like, it's convincing and um, I don't know. I, th- I think there's a lot of complexity there. Um, some of the supporting cast is really good. And I think one of my favorite things that the movie did was the way that it handled like, Romantic flashbacks, you know, um, with Theodore and his ex-wife and how he, he, um, was kind of longing for that, uh, honeymoon phase or when moments of the relationship, um, were really good. I think that's a, it's a difficult thing to, um, capture in a way that like is meaningful to an audience. And I do think that this movie does that really well. Um but yeah, I I so so I I, th- I think I can totally understand where um like a lot of the love for this movie sits. All at the same time, I do think that the film like is kind of it's like it's pretty like it's pretty weird. I would say like it's it's fairly unique. Yeah, definitely. Um <laughs> there's something about the um, way that people interact in this game where it's like turned up kind of like a parody on human society in a certain way um, with the way that people like make jokes that are elevated honesty, like way too far. Um, And um, like, like, like the video game interaction, right. With, Theodore is playing the game, and the character is like he can only say profanity and whatnot. It's like okay, yeah, yeah, you know, like this is where society's going. It's like just so like, um, you know, it's everything is going to become like South Park, even normal conversation, right? Um, which to a certain extent, you know, like there is the not of that. <laughs>
0: uh that game it, is basically the, a game that came out this year from the rick and morty guys <laughs> did, did, yeah did you see that game what is that called uh high on life I yes think. yes yeah. that's that's basically the game <laughs>
1: yes yes yeah
0: and also um, fun fact um he, uh spike jones plays the little alien boy <laughs> oh no, that is fun that is fun uh, yeah um yeah, I just,
1: I mean, I think, like, exploring, I, I and I think this is kind of a personal thing for me. I was engaged in the first hour of this movie because I was like, yeah, like, we can explore this a little bit um, and, like, see where it goes. And then towards the end, I was kind of just tired and unsatisfied by most of its, like, directions um i think the movie could have been shorter i think that would have helped me Mm. somehow get through it um because i don't think everything that it fleshes out is worthless um i i i think that there's something to be explored there it just with the ending of the film and where it goes i was kind of like um i don't know i was just kind of like okay Okay, all right, like, and I felt like I just kind of like stepped away from it um and it had me it had me considering like some things about like relationships and like you know um I guess like things to appreciate about people and whatnot, but I didn't really get too much deeper than that, and maybe maybe it is like just one of those things that like I'm not. Evil. I, I don't know like I'm not evolved enough or smart enough to consider but I just it just didn't click with me in that certain way and um, yeah some of the some of the humor felt like triangle of sadness humor like kind of that absurdist humor mm-hmm. uh, that it felt very 2013 film <laughs> stuff you know like I make cinema that makes you wow and then we're still doing that this you know this year. In some degree, but um, that kind of thing doesn't always land with me. Also, um, but yeah, no. As as far as like the what you were saying early on, the criticism of like, oh, he's like falling in love with a robot or something. Um, yeah, like I had a pretty, um, pretty big bias going in this movie. It's like, I just, I like, I don't care. I don't want to watch a movie about that. And the movie really quickly is able to like help you buy in. Yeah. I think. And so I, I do think that there's a ton of credit there where, um, everyone is aware how like weird that situation is. Right. Including the main character. Um, and it's not done in the way that you would think where it's really weird. I think Theodore's character is designed to be quite, um, innocent, you know, in his, in his exploration of that. And, um, so the audience is, is easily bought in. It's just the longer it goes on, I think you and Theodore as an audience are like, okay, this isn't really like gonna work out, you know. You kind of know. Right, right, right. Um and why it doesn't work out, and I guess maybe like the drama fallout with that stuff. That's where I stopped caring a lot. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yeah, like, but we all kind of knew it wasn't gonna work out. Even you kind of knew that, right? And yeah. So I don't know. Like there was something about it that wasn't like I guess when Theodore's like having sort of an emotional breakdown about that stuff. Um instead of feeling bad for him. And this this was just my viewing experience. You kind of look at him and you're like,
0: "Yeah, <laughs> that that was my experience, right?" Well, I think wow. I think what's what's interesting about the movie is, in some ways, you get you you get a sense that you start to care about um, you know, there's a there's a certain part of of the movie where they're they're both kind of um, where Samantha expresses that she feels insecure about the fact that she doesn't have a body she feels insecure that there's um you know that she has limitations that she's different from from Theodore and i think there's there's something really interesting in that in that discussion and i guess in the um you know they try to they try to hire a surrogate basically and it doesn't go very well it's very um you know disastrous situation uh but in that you know in all of that sort of um messiness and fallout i think i think you do start to feel a little bit um bad for for samantha at, at a certain point you know you you start to see that she's insecure about this one you know this thing um and that it's it's sort of pulling her away from from theodore to a exter- certain extent and so you know in the end when that you know when she has that discussion where um you know they're hanging out and you know it's Chris Pratt and it, you know his wife or whatever and they're talking about that kind of thing um you know there's a that that moment is played off as kind of a happy moment but there's a, there's a little bit of sadness there where you um you even though the, the you know she had this insecurity beforehand that she didn't have a body and blah 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 um she wasn't you know, real or whatever um now she's kind of moving away from that idea and seeing that it's it's maybe more of an advantage than a disadvantage um and so there's something there's something that kind of there's like a twinge of of jealousy in that, even you know there's a twinge of being um you know pushed away because we're we're you know we're limited, we're finite, we have this. This body, and this AI, who's come to to have a certain sort of experience, um, is having a very different one than we are, um, and so there. I think there is a lot of interest, or I think I think the filmmaking is is made in a way that um, Samantha, as a as a person, or as um, sort of this. Uh, I mean you you think of her as a person basically she has these insecurities she has these these doubts and hopes and whatever else and I think because of that um the emotions between Theodore and Samantha don't feel like it's a um computer and a and a human (laughs) you know what I mean it feels like a person with that has very different challenges um and so I think there is a little bit of, um, you know, you have to suspend your dis- disbelief a little bit. But I think I think the performances are so good that, um, like you said, very early on, you kind of buy into that uh, to that idea. Um, and I think I think it really works in in that way. I mean, I think even the weirdness of the the concept is. Um, you know, more or less, it kind of fades away after after the first kind of thirty minutes or so of the movie, I guess. Um.
1: Yeah, so I mean, Cameron, what do you think that this movie is talking about? Because there's like, if it's commenting on what AI could be, I'm. I got to be honest; like, I'm a little tired of the AI conversation. <laughs> You know, if AI takes over all the jobs and everything and there's nothing left, you know, and nukes everybody or whatever, it's like, well, I guess I'll just go live on a farm. I don't think
0: I don't think it's about AI, you know, and
1: and I don't think I. I, Right. I, I don't think the movie's about that either. Yeah. Right. So then. If it's about human relationships. I. Like, I could see kind of some of the like parallels with, like, oh, you know, like how a relationship starts and how it ends. But then there's like kind of the quirky story side of, like, well, they're also an AI and it's just, maybe it's it's can be used as a different way to kind of like it's a non conventional love story sort of thing. Um, it's funny that this movie has like the writing cards thing. Cause I was thinking about 500 days of summer and, and sort of the way that that movie tackles it. And I'm not sure why 500 days of summer works more for me than this movie. Mm. Um, because I do think some of the things that they're hitting on are present in both films. Yeah. Um, I think I was distracted with, the AI thing when watching this movie (laughs) and, um, yeah, it was like, I, maybe I just couldn't get past it to discover whatever it was trying to say about relationships. Um, I don't
0: know. I don't know. I I'd love to hear what you think. Um, well, I think there's, I think there's a couple things that it's doing. Um, for one, I don't, I don't think it's, it's a discussion about like AI and is the AI sentient and whatever else. Blah blah blah. Um, I think what it, what it really is, is um, an exploration of the. Um, I think. Uh, Maybe even just the good and the bad of of love, and how you how you find yourself in love with someone. Um, and I think I think by making and uh, making Samantha an AI, um, you know, he's pretty much putting it out there that it could be it could be anyone, and that there there might not be necessarily a a good reason for it. You know, as Samantha says, but. Um, There is something a little bit deeper, the more emotional side of things um, that connects you to another person. Um, And then I think on top of that, um, his—I don't think he's really—you know—he's having a discussion about this in the film. I don't think it's really trying to, to to say one thing or another about about relationships or about AI or about you know whatever else. I think he's he's kind of exploring this idea of. Um, what it means to find yourself in love with someone, um, how kind of awkward and scary and sometimes, um, very painful that can be. Um, and at the same time, you know, what it means to, um, redo the cycle of love, even though it's already sort of broken you from, you know, from a, from a past relationship or whatever, um, what it means to to know like you said um you know he kind of knows that this might be going somewhere might not be going anywhere basically he knows that this can't this can't last um but in some ways what does that mean to to know that um to already have the heartbreak in the past um, and then to continue to to find yourself in love um yeah and I think I think, that's kind of the uh, it's what I, I, for me, I think this movie is more of an emotional um, like mood piece than it is an expression of one particular thought or idea. I think it's um, I think it's kind of a, um, a whole package of different feelings about being in love. Um, You know, the, the good with the bad, the, you know, laying on the beach and and listening to a great song and you know having fun and blah blah blah, versus the um, the pain of miscommunication and um, not living up to to exactly what your your partner wants and that kind of thing. So I think you know I think that's kind of what um that's what it is for me. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's that's what it, it it's intended to be. I think for me it's just as someone who saw it in 2013 um I was I was really blown away by the um by the just just the emotional uh, uh collage that's in the movie, I guess. Hmm.
1: It's interesting you're talking about how the film is pretty deep in the feels and emotions. And I think maybe one of the things that disconnected me from the movie is that I don't know if I'm always like in tune with my emotions for that long. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I don't know how long I can stay in that space. And I think this movie had me in that space for about an hour of its runtime. Sure. And then after that, I was like, okay, like I'm good. I'm good on the emotion side. You know? Yeah. Like I'm, I've, and I don't know. I think maybe people that know me, like know that I'm not like the most emotional person. So maybe there's something to that. It's not to say that I don't like to explore some of that stuff, but if it's cranked up for two hours, like at a certain point, I think I just kind of disengage. Um, And so I think maybe that's, a pretty crucial aspect to why um, the end of this film didn't connect with me. I began to like realize the longer the movie went on, the less like convinced or like caring I felt towards any sort of emotional sentiment. Cause that's all that it wanted to continue to hit on. And I think that all came to like the front in the final scene when he's like writing to his wife or whatever. And I was like, this just feels like I'm, I'm like so uninterested in this ending scene. Right. I literally couldn't have been more uninterested uh, (laughs) when the, when the credits were rolling. Um, And I'm not sure why, like it couldn't like click with me. And what I'm trying to piece together towards the end of this review is why 500 days of summer, which I think has a lot of thematic things that are similar. Mm -hmm. um, Why that movie was able to string me along um, when it's whole analysis was like in a similar vein, but I, I I think that, I, I don't know. I feel like that movie has a little bit more like, Like it's paced in a way that um, is like more swingy where this movie feels kind of like a, like it's kind of like all, I don't know. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it has like an up and down. It's kind of
0: like, it's like mostly melancholy basically.
1: Yeah. It's mostly kind of like this little wave, right? That's how this movie feels. It's like a little wave but the ocean's very tall, right? I know that's stupid, <laughs> you know. But you know what I mean, like sure, it's the ocean's sure. very tall. Like five hundred days of summer is like up, down, up, down, up, down, and then like up, right? So yeah, I I don't, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this film still because I don't, I definitely don't hate it, right? I definitely don't hate it. <laughs> Um it just didn't click with me. Mm. And I think what makes that sting even more is that there was a point where it was. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what's weird about it. Mm. Because I walked in being like I'm going to be unconvinced. I don't really like this movie. Then it wins me over halfway through and I'm like okay, well, wow, like there's actually there might be something here and then it goes for another hour and I'm like I don't know why that didn't click with me at the end. Mm. Um mm. it could be one of those things where I have to go back and rewatch it. I so I also feel like I don't really want to rewatch it, you know. I'm like, it's there, it's done, you know. Yeah. I saw it, um. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what didn't click
0: with me about it. Um, you were just, it was too much of the of the same vibe. <laughs> needed more, you needed more quick cuts like uh, like Five Hundred Days of Summer. No, I'm just kidding. But maybe. But it's maybe. it's I don't. Five hundred days of summer is a little bit more fun, and I think this movie is much more contemplative. Um, or, or not not necessarily. It's just it's just more um, emotional. You know, it's just like it's it's in this particular mood for for a long time, and it is. Um, that's that's very true. I think. Um, and I think if you're not if you're not in with the mood you know, it can get uh, maybe just a little bit overwhelming, I guess. Um, I kind of remind it
1: when we're talking about it. I don't mean this in any sort of (laughs) insulting way if he's listening to me and talk about this, but my brother has always been a lot more of an emotional uh, sibling next to me. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I just got this vibe that he would be totally into this movie. I don't know why. He might be. (laughs) I'm sure he
0: likes this movie.
1: (laughs) And, like, there's, like, there's something about it that Glenn would like resonate in emotion for way too long to the point where I'd be like, dude, just like, just shut up. like, Let's go. You know, like there's just a part of me that's like, yes, you can feel like this forever, but do you really want to, you know, like let's just go do something, you know, let's go, uh, let's go watch a movie or let's go do something else. Um, so, I don't know. I'm trying to now I'm trying to consider is there another movie that's kind of like that one like set in a feeling that I'm like drawn to. Um because I do think that this movie does have a lot of entertaining like it, it it makes good decisions in that small wave that that kind of bring you along. Mm-hmm. Um and it's definitely more like masterful than a movie like monica mana where they're like oh that you are set in one feeling and it's like that is just drab you know i don't think it's i don't think it's like that but i'm trying to um i'm trying to think if there's a film that i love that's kind of that one one note um for a long long time because i don't know if there's a movie that i could think of that clicked with me like that you know yeah i don't know i also think a meditation on that level of emotion is like what am i a monk you know <laughs> like i don't i don't do that you know like <laughs> i just I uh, and uh, <laughs> i know i know a lot of people maybe maybe people say, oh well that's what's special like it's forcing you to be there and it's like i mean but uh, I th- I think maybe the issue is I have ADHD or something, you know. <laughs> um, you can't feel it for that long. My epiphanies or my emotion comes quick, and then it's on to the next thing, mm, you know.
0: Mm, sure. Um, well, yeah. Um, I mean, I think, uh, like I said, I saw this when I was um like sixteen or seventeen or whatever. So it was like, you know, it's it's formative in some ways in that you're uh. Well, especially the music too. I still, um, I still love the music. Um, they actually just released; they had never released the music um, like digitally or physically in any way, and they just released it this year or last year. Um, so it was made by Arcade Fire, and I think right. they they did a really, really killer job with um, all the just the moods and the the different. It's very like atonal music in some ways, but it's very mm. like, you know, it's it it puts you in the melancholy, in the melancholy vibe, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's excellent. I think it's my the the best thing I've heard from Arcane Fire. So yeah, I agree. I, 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 I sorry, Tim. Sorry, <laughs> it's like one of his favorite bands. But I was impressed. I was impressed. I was like, he told me the music was from them, and I was like. Oh great! <laughs> <And> like <laughs> when I watched it, I was like, "Okay, yeah, this is pretty good, actually. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah, um, they should do more scoring because that it was uh it was awesome.
0: Yeah, like, I agree. I agree. The way that I it, used to put it yeah. on when I was doing homework, mm. like after like in high school, I would just that's like, where your real depressing
1: emotions can come forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: <laughs> stuck in homework.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Well, I guess if you're looking to revel in, you know, relationship melancholy as if you weren't doing that enough by yourself mm-hmm. you and watch this movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, no, but I, I think that I, I can understand why people are um, into this movie. They found a gem that they want to show other people. And um, yeah, it wasn't. I, I just don't think it was for me, and and that's fine. I think it's interesting the way that I talked about, because I I was thinking about what I was going to say about Puss in Boots on the show, <laughs> and I was, like, really hyped on it. And then watching this movie and coming here, I'm like, you know, like, that movie wasn't for me. I don't think this movie is going to be, like, the Puss in Boots movie is going to be for everyone either. As a matter of fact, I thought of you, Cameron, and I was like, yeah I just don't think that Cameron would care that much if you watch this even if it is a lot of fun it's pretty good yeah I don't think you'd like it you know um although I do still think you should give it a chance if you're a Paddington fan you know you might like that one um but yeah that's kind of my mixed emotions on her maybe things will change with time I'm sure they will hmm and it will probably swing in a much more extreme emotion. Me being like, you know what, that movie's garbage, <laughs> <laughs> or, or I'm gonna be like, wow, that was really beautiful. Actually, I was wrong.
0: Now I will say, so. here's one other, one other little tidbit about this movie. Um, so you know Karen O, who's the lead singer of the 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 band the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. Do you know her? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no,
1: I don't know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyways, Karen um she uh she sang the ukulele song um in at in the credits of this movie. Um but she and Spike Jones actually dated uh for a long time. They were dated for many years. Um and so, you know, there's there's a little little personal thing with with him and Spike Jones. And then the other uh relationship um inter- I guess interesting connection here. Um the movie Lost in Translation, um uh starring Scarlett Johansson and uh Bill Murray, um, that was directed by uh Sophia Coppola and um it was made kind of after they after her and Spike Jones divorced and it's it's semi about their relationship. Um It's not technically about him, but there's, you know, uh, there's there's elements there. So little little kind of, you know, hints scattered around uh, these movies about, you know, what they think, their relationships, being in love. So I always find that kind of interesting. Yeah. (laughs) 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 whatever (laughs)
1: that's so mean but I'm just like I don't even know who these people are I don't really I don't know well it looks like I just wanted to say this as well that Google disagrees with me on this movie 4.5 that might be the highest like listener or uh, like uh, viewer score that I've seen on Google actually for Um, her yeah, because I've been looking through these trying to find a low score. Oh, dang! And um, you can't. <laughs> and I can't not find it. A lot of people feel connected to this movie. Mm, yeah. Um, some people said, "Well, they don't quite, they don't quite agree with it because of emotion." Well, they seem a little emotional about. <laughs> it, uh, it clearly, uh, <laughs> clearly struck some chords with that person. Sure. Uh, <laughs> upset, <laughs> upset about dating. <laughs> you know but overall overall a lot of people were reveling in the melancholy emotions mm-hmm.
0: heartfelt um, uh, yes this one says brilliant cinematography also agreed cinematography agree. hoite hoide van hoidema, Um or hoit van hoitema um who is he the bass player in yeah, yeah, Yes? Or? No, he is the, oh, the cinematographer yeah, for, for Nope. <laughs> so your favorite movie. Okay. There, so. Yes, yes. <laughs> Quite beautiful. Quite beautiful. I agree. Yeah. Mmm. An old
1: man that does not does not believe in virtual. Three stars out of five. He says, virtual isn't real. <laughs> real isn't easy. <laughs> I think that's why people are attracted to the virtual.
0: <laughs> wow. All right. Okay, this one says... Uh, um, this one's given three stars, but it's a very good... This is a very good review, so... Okay. I mean, <laughs> they're talking about uh, beautiful romance, brilliantly pictured. <laughs> Anybody wouldn't fall in love with that husky, sexy voice. <laughs> um so that's just a good review hmm okay oh i found one um yes wait is this the one that you were talking about okay wow the number of good reviews this movie has got is crazy i found this movie quite ridiculous (laughs) anyone who has ever been in a long distance relationship or a virtual relationship knows how painful it is (laughs) here's
1: yeah whatever uh here's one from this guy gave it a a one star out of five. And he said, I thought the movie would never end (laughs) one more moment of introspective or emotional angst. And I was going to have to find a way to shoot myself. (laughs) The only thing to keep me going was to see how the heck the thing was going to end. Otherwise I would have turned it off. uh, Well, before reaching the halfway point, acting was excellent, but it was not enough to overcome the slow pace and the creepy factor. Uh, One-time watch for sure.
0: I can kind of
1: understand, like
0: that sounds like your review just... in this in this episode.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if I necessarily... like, I don't know if I necessarily agree with all of it because I was I was bought in at one point during this movie, right? Like he said, oh, I couldn't even like it. Just kept going. It was so slow and so boring from the very beginning. I you know, I didn't really feel that. I didn't really get like the creepiness. Thing either. Um they go they work really hard to get, you know, um what's the main character's name? Like he's very Theodore. Uh Theodore is very like puppy dog ish, right, for a reason. So you don't absolutely hate him for being creepy. He doesn't want to like be that. a puppy
0: dog though, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um I love that yeah. scene with him and Olivia Wilde. Um that scene is so weird and interesting. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, the human the human interactions in the movie um, yeah, I didn't really I didn't really like any of it because I know they're like, oh, it's the distant future so like people act a little differently and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but these people just seem like childish, you know? It's weird because they're exploring such deep emotions and ideas and then all of them are acting like teenagers, you know. I don't know. It's maybe it, it was kind of the the date scene was a little strange to me. I didn't I didn't quite click with it. But what were you going to say about it, sorry? Oh no,
0: I was just going to say I, I like the I like the date scene a lot. Um oh. I feel like that scene where it goes from or that that moment where it goes from like, oh, he's not really sure. Like he does, he's he's kind of being cagey on what he what he wants in the relationship, and, and she just says, "You're a really creepy dude." <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> I think it's so funny, um, and it's it's pretty heartbreaking too. But it's it's just, I mean, oh man, Tim's gonna hate this. Why? One star out of five.
1: Fantasy hipster trope. <laughs> cringy love story and it really wants to be profound Mm. just for the sake of it Mm. if you love indie visuals with everyone in a vintage attire i
0: guess you'll like it well well i mean i guess so definitely missed the point of the movie a little bit but
1: yeah i think i'm definitely in the minority about this one um But I'm kind of bummed about that because there was a point where I was like, I was I was excited about this movie halfway through, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know what didn't click for me. Mm. But um, it will be it will be interesting when my grandchildren are dating their phones or whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that already I was actually having this discussion with someone already. There's a um, there was an AI, uh, like a chatbot that was like a virtual girlfriend experience, um, and they took away <laughs> some of the the key features that people <laughs> wanted with that with that virtual chatbot, um, and people right. were like heartbroken. They were like, <laughs> like, so upset about that. Um, which is interesting. I mean, it's pretty much it's pretty much the plot of the story. Right. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Again, the older I get, the more I'm like into like tangible old things. I'm not even that old. <laughs> I feel that way. <laughs> you know, like that's just kind of weird about the aesthetic of this film. Is like they're all they have the hipster look, but if you're like a hipster, aren't you into like old style stuff? You know, I don't know. Maybe that it's kind of like this interesting clash that makes it work.
0: Well, I think I think the aesthetic choices because some of the you know all of the computers they have like wood panel on them Mm -hmm. you know his phone has like leather and stuff like that so they there is an interesting um thing that they do there with the production design where um a lot of it is uh very like tactile um Mm -hmm. instead of you know the glass and kind of metal shiny stuff that we have um today. So I that's that's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think we had a conversation about this a few months ago. But there's something about like the tangible stuff that like like you don't need it, but it's got like more of a soul, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I love that's my favorite thing about old guitars is that it feels like There's something about them that has seen more than you in this weird way, right? Yeah. Um, So, I don't know. It's um, the AI stuff, whatever, dude, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Whatever. Whatever, (laughs) whatever. I'll be chopping wood when I'm 50. (laughs) AI can't be chopping wood, you know? Well, maybe it will start chopping wood for us. I think it will get those horizon we'll get, horizon robots. Yeah, we'll we'll get
0: those you know those animal animal hybrid <laughs> robots. That'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just wonder.
1: This it's gonna be so funny. Like that age of robots, where like they're just gonna be the worst. Like the robot hate <laughs> is gonna like like. There's, like, going to be this group of people that
0: are just, like, I hate robots. Anti-robot. Did you ever play Detroit Become Human?
1: Yeah, but, like, the robots in that game are, like, actually kind of (laughs) cool. They're, like, personalities, you know? I'm talking about, like, the age of, like... Uber robots and like Amazon drone robots. Oh sure, like, sure. People sure. are gonna be cre- committing hate crimes against these things. Yeah. You
0: know? Well, yeah. No, I mean, I can, I can understand sometimes. You know, like if imagine your Uber robot. You know, you just get it. You call your Uber robot. You get in, and then it just like is stuck. It drives off a bridge. You're like, who am I supposed to
1: sue? Yeah. I can't kill this guy. Yeah, I'm just it's malfunctions a <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah no, that's <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> we should see uh, i would love to see a pixar movie about that like the incredibles (laughs) you know in the same style no more robots or something um
0: are they making a star wars game the guys who made detroit
1: yeah eclipse right
0: oh dang okay yeah cool that's uh what is it is it gonna be like a uh, choose your own adventure kind of game Is that...
1: It's Old Republic. I mean, Yoda's in the trailer. Oh, dang. Okay. Interesting. Who knows? Who knows? I haven't seen any of that new Mandalorian.
0: Me neither. I haven't seen any of the... (laughs) I don't know why I haven't had any interest to watch it. People said it wasn't very good.
1: Yeah, I've heard that. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just leave it then. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll just be okay with that. Sure. Um. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Well, if this episode doesn't make you feel nice and melancholy, <laughs> you can feel even worse and and more melancholy by by sitting through two hours of this movie. Well, I mean, just be yeah. just be nice and miserable. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that I I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. Sometimes I guess I'm down for it, but come on, Cameron. Isn't life depressing enough? Sometimes don't
0: you want to just be a little sad, though? You know, put it, put a little record on, be a little sad. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that is that the wrong answer? I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes you know,
0: you feel like it. You feel like you want to be a little sad. There's nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with that.
1: I I would say I would say the saddest moments of my life are probably nostalgic moments Mm. that that actually i believe to be resoundingly true um and i guess you could say yeah like relationships like that's a big there's some nostalgia there but it's different than like giving your toys away you know (laughs) that's a totally different i was like you want to be sad all right like (laughs) you know like that that's where we can go right um this relationship stuff, uh, oh, it will all fade to dust anyway. So you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're just in happy, good relationships right now. So, you know. Maybe it's, there's maybe that's hard to it. get it's, it's hard to get it. into that mood. <laughs> so yeah,
1: it's hard to even want to go there. I know, yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. Um maybe there there's an aspect to that. But yeah. Well now I just feel bad for saying anything like that. So um yeah. Yeah. You can rent this movie. It's been out for ten years. So yeah. sorry if we spoiled it. Has been out for ten um, years. I know Tim Smith highly recommends it, just for the music mm. and the hipsterness. Um but next week. You're going to be watching a movie that I hate more than this one. (laughs) I'll tell you that. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We're going to be watching Gravity Mm. 2013. The first head-to-head argument about movies that Cameron and I probably really had. Really? Uh, That's the one that sticks out to me in in high school where I was like I could argue with this guy for years. Maybe. That's how I felt. Yeah, maybe.
0: Um, I mean, the thing about Gravity that I I remember watching that movie and then ejecting it from my mind after watching it. So I don't I don't really know what happened. I,
1: sure, I just want to say, 2013 has got... You're, you're totally right. It's like an unreasonable amount of movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. I'm looking here... Not all of these are good, but just ones that I remember, like Lone Survivor... Prisoners, American Hustle, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I don't know why I remember Escape. I'm not sure why that... Like, I don't think I saw it. It was like Stallone and Schwarzenegger Mm. in a prison. Oblivion, Gravity, very memorable for me, those two. Um, 12 Years Slave, White House Down, About Time, which we watched on the show, Um... Now You See Me, Her, Wolf of Wall Street, Gatsby, a lot of people remember. Yeah. Um, Enemy, which we watched, Rush, which is a movie I haven't seen. Um, Everybody loves but, Rush. Um, yeah, it's like one of those movies that won't go away. Um, man, that Wizard of Oz movie, Elysium, yikes. World War Z, <laughs> double yikes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I never saw that either. Also... And my favorite 2013 movie, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <kidding. laughs> With a, I, Is this the movie I'm thinking of? G.I. Joe Retaliation. Is it? Is it the movie? This has got to be it. 5.7 out of 10. Yeah, this has got to be it. All right. I'm pretty sure in this movie they have like the stupidest supervillain moment. And I've talked about it before <laughs> where there's like the the evil guy like launches every US nuke yeah. at every country. <laughs> yeah. Then every other country launches every other nuke. And then this then he disact he act he deactivates all the nukes and then does like this thing where he's like so which one of you is the one that's now starting World War Three, And then everybody deactivates their nukes. And then he's like, I also have one more nuke, <laughs> So I know <laughs> I'm in charge here. It's so good. That's, that's so good. That's pretty
0: stupid. That's,
1: yeah. yeah. Wow. Quite, quite awesome. So.
0: I think Juzo will be mad if I don't if I don't also mention before midnight. But uh, you know who cares about that? I thought you were gonna say Ender's Game, but I'm not sure why. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Um,
1: no I mean, I,
0: and even just those are just like the normal movies. But there was also Man of Steel was that year, which is a bad movie. Wow, not good. Um,
1: I'm not gonna lie; I would rather watch Man of Steel again than Gravity. Oh, I thought you were gonna Actually say it, think- then her. I was.
0: It's gonna be kind of upset. No, no. <laughs> um, no. Iron Man three was that year. <laughs> Star Trek Into Darkness <laughs> was that year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and wow. so was. Uh, do you remember that movie where? <laughs> um. Uh. What uh, what is it called? The Lone Ranger. Uh. Where Johnny oh, Depp yeah, plays yeah. the was
1: Whiplash? Whiplash? No, no, no! It wasn't
0: 2015. It was 2014. Well, it was... Okay, it's weird how they do all these things. Um, yeah, so certain movies are technically have a release that's like in, uh, like it'll be released in theaters or whatever uh, in 2014, but it had like one run in a in a festival in, like, 2013, and so it gets all confusing. But um, I think Whiplash didn't even run before 2014, so I don't know why it would be on that list. Um,
1: the Purge came out that year. Well, I never saw that. Anyways. Yeah, a lot of stuff. I was looking at the game list as well, just because we were talking about The Last of Us and um,
0: GTA Five came yeah, out 20, that year
1: too. Yeah, 2013 was pretty <laughs> nuts. <laughs> it was nuts. Um, that, that's GTA the year that me and Kya got together. Bioshock Infinite, dude. What the heck? Battlefield Four. Come on, Cameron. Ooh, give oh. some love. Battlefield Four. Love it. Um. Oh man, Rogue Legacy. That's a banger. That's a good. That's a great hidden gem oh yeah you're right and injustice gods among us that was a good one too so yeah a lot a lot of good stuff Mm. in 2013 i remember 2014 being the worst year (laughs) for games i don't even know like shadow of mortal was there yeah but i think dragon age one game of the year yeah which is like
0: what? Advanced, Advanced Warfare, War let,
1: your favorite. Letdown after letdown. Advanced Warfare, Destiny, Destiny. Yeah, letdown after letdown. Dark Souls right? Two, Smash Four. Those are all letdowns in a weird way. <laughs> Titanfall was a letdown. Oh, best game of twenty fourteen. I'll tell you right now. Infamous Second Son. Ooh, by a long, by a long, long shot. Okay. I, I, I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else on this list. <laughs> so. Um Okay. Well, that pretty much wraps it up. Gravity next week. Anything else you want to say, Cameron? Was it too hard on this movie?
0: No, I think you just didn't you didn't feel the vibe. But I didn't get the vibe. But it's, it's okay. okay. It happens. It, yeah, it happens. I I'll, I'll say I'm not that excited to rewatch Gravity. <laughs> I'm going to probably defend the movie, but I'm not that excited about it. Why are we even watching it then? Um cuz we want to have that fight again. We want to fight about it. Man, I have a feeling Juliana's going to love this. Movie. Okay. All right. We're going to watch it. She's going to love it. You She's might love like, it too. Is... You might you might really like it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so, but that's okay. You know. Um
1: all right, Cameron. Yeah, we wrap it up. We post every Tuesday. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Thank you for listening this long as well. I've been rambling for the last hour and whatnot. Cameron actually having something insightful to say as always. Uh, Until next week, we'll catch you then.